Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Lester Banks. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. That groupie, she was a band-aid. All she did was love your band and you used her, all of you. You used her and threw her away. She almost died last night while you were with Bob Dylan. You guys always talk about the fans, the fans, the fans. She was your biggest fan and you threw her away. And if you can't see that, that's your biggest problem. And I love her. I love her. Music, you know, true music, not just rock and roll. It chooses you. It lives in your car or alone in your headphones, you know, with the cast scenic bridges and angelic choirs in your brain. It's a place apart from the vast benign lap of America. If you think Mick Jagger will be out there trying to be a rock star 50, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. How do you know when it's kicked in? I am a golden god! And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were, I'm on drugs! Music. Yeah, true music. Uh, Not just rock and roll, it chooses you. You know, it lives in your car, or, or alone, listening to your headphones, you know, with the vast scenic bridges and angelic choirs in your brain. You know, it's a place apart from the vast, benign lap of America. Last words. I dig music. Yeah. I'm on drugs! It's the year 2000, and we're all about to be destroyed by the Y2K bug. No! Uh, oh, wait, no, almost famous. Cameron Crowe, potentially Cameron Crowe's best or second best movie, along with Jerry Maguire, is often what you will hear people say. And when you look at some of the actors here, you get an idea for why this movie is highly regarded. Billy Crudup, Francis McDormand, Kate Hudson, Jason Lee. Anna Paquin, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Feruza Balk, Noah Taylor, a couple others, Patrick Fugit. Um, yeah, Camera Crow, written and produced semi-autobiographical, um, I think loosely follows his uh, some of his experiences as a young writer for Rolling Stone, um, where in real life he kind of um, did some traveling with the who and the Eagles and wrote about them and, uh, the Allman brothers band. So he, uh, did have some pretty interesting experiences and some of them are balled together in this movie. How about that? Um, not a great box office success, lost money actually. Um, uh, but I'm sure recouped it in the DVD world. And, uh, I think this one kind of got more popular over time. Once people, you know, once Cameron Crowe's couple more of his movies got released. I think people started to flock back to this one a little bit. I could be wrong, but what the fuck do I know? Hey, I how are you guys? Almost lo- famous. Like that it lost money. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my That's God. surprising. Consider it got like, like four Oscar nominations and it won like best original screenplay. That is odd. Like I, it, this wouldn't have been so expensive. Uh, it had a no, big six, music 60, budget. 60 million. Yeah, the the music budget apparently was like three times the size of normal, but that means they spent three million 
instead of like a million. Mm-hmm. So they didn't, it wasn't like ridiculous. The movie does have some fantastic music. And um, I know Colin's a huge music fan, but Brent and I both play slash have played music and in bands and stuff like that too. So Johnny's always for me, rubbing that in my face. Yeah, I can't do it, man. You never did it. I did it. It's my experience. It's just I always a box had a super of strings. It's just a I, box of strings. You just don't know, I, man. It's just a box. Uh, what's in the box? Does it, does it mean? Um, anything? But I, I always had a soft spot for this movie because um, it was. It's one of the rare movies made for people like me um, that involve like rock stars that aren't just completely stereotypical. This one gets into a little bit more of the the rising band. Like that's one of the reasons why I thought fondly of this movie back in the day was because uh, I remembered really enjoying spending time with the band and uh, and the groupies and or the band aids. Sorry, um, and that his uh, story of becoming a writer was like kind of fun and interesting and all that kind of stuff. So that's how I remembered it. When's the last time you guys uh, watched this one? Did you have? fond memories it wasn't that it wasn't that long ago i i think i watch this movie like once a year still i had tags along with me sorry sorry you delayed and i thought you were finished um i had (laughs) never seen this movie or i don't remember seeing it what oh my god oh i cannot wait to hear what you have to say then maybe you should start well did John do the synopsis? Maybe we should give him a chance to... I thought he did do the synopsis. I didn't really do a great one, but... Um, John's like, oh, now you're criticizing your own synopsis? <laughs> William, <laughs> William, William's, <laughs> William's kind of a prodigy of sorts, raised, raised by a smart single mom. Yep. He has a sister who's super into music and wants to leave to be a, a flight attendant. And uh, William's not a bad writer and has some stroke of luck opportunities along with this kind of, I don't know, he's apparently a pretty smart kid. Um, He gets the opportunity to write an article on Black Sabbath and that turns into a potential story he can write for Rolling Stone magazine on a fictional band called Stillwater, uh, who are a rock band on the up and up who to be, when we run into them, the kind of band that would open for Black Sabbath and Black Sabbath were pretty fucking huge at the time so uh Stillwater are about that big and he knows a lot about them and works his way in after getting coached by philip seymour hoffman on uh, how to be a good rock writer and everything he is warned about becomes true and every warning he is given he goes against and he has an interesting journey as they try to get the cover of the rolling stone and see if this kid can launch his career and um get de-virginized by three girls along the way now you go brent <laughs> Colin's like, just tell me that. Does it hold up or not? No, no, I don't want to hear that. But like, if this is the first time. If this was the first time that you've seen it, is that true? Yeah. So, um, if I'd ever seen it, I definitely hadn't seen all of it. Okay. Um, but as I started watching it, I was like, how have I never seen this? Like, I grew up idolizing rock stars and like doing nothing but dreaming of being a rock star and playing music and playing in bands and all that stuff. Right. If this had been in my awareness at that time, I think it may have blown my whole mind. Like it is such an amazing rock 
story. I mean, it's not cliche, right? Like you hear all these crazy rock stories, but this is a whole new spin on like the rock star groupie type relationship. And it's not clean, right? It doesn't wash its hands of itself. Like it shows them basically prostituting these girls, right? And the girls have like this romanced vision of what things are, which may or may not be the reality as harsh as it is. They accept it. But I mean, that is, that is basically what's going on. Right. And he's 16. Is she 16? I didn't, I've never known her age. No, yeah, she was she's... the actress wasn't, but Penny was sixteen in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Kate Hudson is the actress. And he, and how old is, how old are the band guys? Like twenty five? Oh, they'd be at least twenty five. I would say mid twenties. Yeah, I'm Look thinking they've been around the block Jason Lee a has little. Goddamn full neck beard. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just does. saying. I think they're supposed to be Unless around he's the mid twenties. That's probably not. I think. I think they're supposed to be around their mid twenties. Yeah, I would guess it's that a too. really J- good realistic portrayal yeah it feels very of, believable this is one of my favorite jason lee roles maybe my favorite that he's in yeah jason me too lee's, jason he, lee's fucking awesome in this he's such a great front man like Think for how any awesome band billy he crudup sells too. it billy crudup in this is like amazing yeah, yeah. he's so good in this he yeah. may be the best actor the one person that you and i don't think this is going to be any surprise the one person that wasn't great was the main kid. Yeah. He yeah, had, William. there was definitely some weakness there, but, but the thing that kind of you d- doesn't matter about him not being a strong actor is his character is supposed to be naive and like That's, lost. And it kind yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. What works watching him struggle to act. But, Here's the thing, though. I watched this very carefully because it stood out really badly. Is he does play the novice, the the confused, like unsure kid, really well. But anytime he's got to like get angry or put some emotion into it, he's awful. I know. I know. What that. do I mean to you? What? Like yeah. whenever he screams at anybody, I just I can't. I can't I deal know. with it. Otherwise, though, he like he <laughs> he's the bashful right person for the role for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I I agree. That's when you start to see that he he's like very new to this. Yeah. And you're like he's, you know, I mean maybe you could have cast better. I mean I just I I kind of like him in the role even though he has some problems doing because his his natural essence i think that actor's like natural charisma is kind of in like this doe-eyed innocence right um there is like a like if if that same kid with some better chops is in that role like i'm i'm totally pleased right yeah yeah i guess i think i feel sorry for him because he's such a nice guy and you yeah. know, deep down, the actors—you can see that what you just said. You can see the that the heart or the that the sweetness of him. So you don't want to make fun of his acting. So you're just like letting it. You give him a pass on things. Yeah, that's how I kind of feel <laughs> watching it again now. No, I don't give him a pass. I just give him some credit, right? Like, yeah, he did most of it right. It's just the the other stuff that he was asked to do, he he couldn't pull it he off. He was better at the comedy. With, you know, like where he does the voices with uh, Ben, Ben Morton, whatever his name is. I love when the girl answers the phone when Ben calls and he's like, and she's like, hello, Ben Fong And he's like, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> he like gets into it. 
<laughs> yeah. But then as soon as what's his name grabs the phone, he's mad. But he was he's like, like he we was already like got totally, a hunter. Yeah, but he was flirting. He was flirting with the girl. I yeah, that was yeah no, it's totally, it's totally true. I man, see, I really dig in this movie all of his like writing career stuff and the stresses it puts on him. And Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, as well is like really interesting as kind of his his anchor point, I guess, his his expert in the area that he can come back to from time oh, to time. Oh, one of the most heartbreaking scenes in this whole movie is the one between him and those two guys on the phone. And God, it makes me miss Philip Seymour Hoffman so much. When he when he says like the stuff about them being uncool, and that yeah. they're all they're never gonna get the girl, they're they're always gonna be you know the guy who doesn't get the girl because they're uncool. Yeah. And I was just like my I just yeah I that really got me. I um, <laughs> I think you're cool, man. You know, <laughs> you're, um, you're great. Like, no, Jay yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? <laughs> that scene? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm just yeah, joking yeah. around. Like, in addition to Philip Seymour Hoffman being solid, like, Jay Baruchel, a very young Jay Baruchel is in this. Jimmy Fallon makes an That's appearance. That's who it with. is. That's Rain who Wilson that kid also is. is really funny in his minor kind of role. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, the yeah, he works at Rolling Stone away. magazine. Yeah, Eric Stone Street from uh, Modern Family makes an appearance here as the, lo- as the hotel the hotel guy. Oh, uh, and apparently Lester Bang, Lester plays Cam. Lester Bang is a in modern family. Per- oh yeah, he's behind the counter. Your mom. Yeah, he's freak- like your mother really freaked me out. Yeah, everyone keeps saying that. That's hilarious. That part. Hey, who is the guy doing that crazy interview? Is that the guy from Tenacious D? The guy that's smoking <laughs> the weed and then he keeps passing out, and then they they take advantage and start swearing over the mics. Is that Kyle? From Tenacious D. Wait I now, what? I don't know which guy you're talking about. What? It sounds like you watched two movies. No, hang on. <laughs> no, the scene where they're doing the radio interview. How? Okay, so there are two versions of this movie, as I found, and oh, it, is, shit. it is not easy to find the regular version, and the uh, the extended cut is two hours and forty five minutes. Okay. Whereas the the theater cut is a flat two hours. That's oh, what I watch. I own I own the two hour oh, cut. Oh, you guys, I watched the two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? That's going to be really interesting <laughs> to talk to you because the two hour version is like perfect. I wouldn't edit a thing. I haven't even seen the 245. I don't, I don't think I want to. Why would I at this day and age? Everything's too I- long. I'm going to respectfully disagree and say this movie dragged for me on this viewing. At two hours? Oh, wow. Yeah. A 245 would have killed you. Oh, yeah. That's why I wouldn't. I, I <coughs> Every, um, uh, yeah, I, I was had a hard time finding the regular version, but finally found that DVD. Thank God. That kills me because I, when I put it on and I saw the time, I was like, I was like two hours and 45 minutes. We've been doing such long movies. I like looked over at Hillary and I I was like, that's it. I'm talking to these guys. This is the last like three hour fucking movie did, we're watching. I can't believe you did the director's shit or whatever it's called. Oh my shit. God. I don't care what's next. It just needs to be an hour and a half long. If we need to reshift yeah. the schedule. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Well, wait a second though. Clearly it was too long, but would you have edited it out 45 minutes of it? <sighs> 
I don't know. I'd need to watch again now to tell you the truth because I thought I was watching the finished version, right? I'll watch the two-hour version with you sometime. It's. I think it's tight. Now, I want to hear why John thinks it's long. Where did you feel like it was dragging, Johnny? That's what I had to think about. I think it's the... the um, I, I, okay, so here's what I like best. I really like his writing stuff. Um, the side characters with the with Rolling Stones and with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I like the peek into that world and his writing process. All good. Yeah. I like like almost I think all of the stuff with the band and the amount of live music and stuff like that is 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 like pretty good because they play like really cool songs and the sounds good and it looks cool. Um, I think we're like I think we spend too much time with Penny. And I think I have a tough time reconciling like the end of the movie. And if, if it was like bittersweet, I don't know, like some, something was missing for me. And I think it was maybe in the, the time that her and Billy Crudup were spending together. They were always like locked away and he was being such a dick, not wanting to be interviewed um, that it just didn't connect me that theirs was like a deep relationship based on love and passion. So it just seemed like he was kind of using her as a groupie, even if he kind of liked her more. And then that just makes the relationship not as tight and connected as, and then of course she seems to have felt more, but she also was keeping him at arm's length and I don't know. So it's some of that relationship stuff. That's the, 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 just my least favorite out of all the other cool things that are happening. And I think there's a cool, story there i i think the relationship between him her and billy crudup is what it is um i think he is using her but at the same time um no at the same time nothing he's using her he goes back with his girlfriend now clearly he like liked her but like i but he seemed to like like her. By the end, he was like calling her after he and his wife had or whatever it split. And he was like, I need to be with you. And I was like, I didn't get the sense during any of the movie that he was that into but I her. Think, but I think it's... I did. He's, he's immature. I found his love to be like immature and unrealistic. But he's a rock star. Well, and I think that yeah, kind of comes a with the feeling, right? Like we she's just watched Pam and Tommy. Did you see Tommy? Like not every rock star, right? But like this kind of guy especially in the 70s like this like the lifestyle that these guys would be living would be so ridiculously luxurious that's why i don't buy as much the him being in love with her i think it's just but she's I penny lake she's like the best of the best 16 year old ever she's a 16 I mean, year old kid i know but i didn't know she was 16 i'm saying she's the best of the best as far <laughs> as groupies go if you can exchange that age, and I'm not saying that you can't excuse it because there's a ton of fucking weird kid sexuality stuff. I want to ask you this question. Can't go. Hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, hold on. Go on. Go. Keep How going. many times no, have you bad. said, I didn't know she was 16? Because you sounded oh, very comfortable. Oh, you dirty you son of a bitch. <laughs> Anyways, she was Never 16. Never under oath. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she was 16, though. She was 16. I didn't know that. But I did find that their relationship seemed to be legitimate. She's like the best whatever. And he's the gifted one from that. There does seem to be that connection. At the end, he goes for her. I mean, he's a rock star. I'm sure that there's women are a dime a dozen. If he wants a rebound, he could go anywhere. Yeah, but There must be something significant about her that makes her um, stand out. And I think that quality is 
that she's capable of telling him to fuck off. She's not just a groupie. She's not just someone else. Like she holds power still, right? Like at the end when she directs him to the to William's house instead of coming to see her. Like she's I mean, you could look at that as like a huge opportunity wasted, right? There's a chance that she could like re-engage with this guy and there's like a bunch of you know, very fruitful future there. Well, she's the wise one at the end. Well, she's the wise one all the way through. She claims to basically be Well, like, well she's like not this. though. She tries to kill herself. So I mean, that's and she's like clearly hung up on this guy who was, you know, already in a relationship and fucking over his girlfriend and they're People all are, fucking each other. Everybody over. makes That's mistakes. What's so great about I didn't the say that she's uh, without sin. <laughs> That's what's so great about the airplane is that everybody the whole time was fucking each other over. The band, the manager is fucking them over for money. They're all fucking each other's girlfriends. That is to me is so funny. And Except, then the one guy, and then the guy at the end of cars is like, when right as the everyone's silent, he's like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the plane writes itself and it's the 70s <laughs> that's awesome that's really funny it's i the love only the time look that on his guy, face it's the only time that guy talks isn't it i, I, the whole movie? I believe so he's At quiet he's the drummer right yeah, in the hour say anything version, and the only time the only... he does is there yeah and then I love that other blonde-haired guy when it's all coming out and he's like thank god thank god we finally said it or He's so relieved. So that that airplane scene is super interesting, though, because everybody, you're right, everybody is declaring how they are... Fucking each somehow, other over. Well, somehow <laughs> corrupted, right? Yep. And William, the only corruption he has is that he's fallen for Penny Lane. He gives everyone a tongue lashing for their selfish, um, inconsiderate behavior. Yeah. And then he declares his love for her, and that's his confession. And his confession isn't anything wrong. That and we it just didn't shows know. like it just shows like the purity of that character to me. Like that's a really like significant character moment, right? With like him um, kind of juxtaposed against the rest of the people that he's around. Yeah, mm. who've all kind of like gone down to the dark side, and he's still pure. And he maintains himself like he's he's not easily corrupted, you know. Well, yeah. not so not so pure laid. that he doesn't make out with a drugged her. He still got laid. Yes. And he still, okay. No. That that scene does not hold up. <clears throat> what scene? And he himself is is basically attacked. He says no in that scene, and then like isn't into it. But they kind of push that through the three ladies. So, I mean, he accepts it at first. He's like, uh, and then he's like, uh. Then he oh, yeah, what okay he does to her. He's super disappointed that Penny's not going to join in, though. What yeah, he does to her course. when she is unconscious isn't cool. No. No. That's, I think we can all agree on that. So he that's makes the that only time he crosses beforehand. the line. He's like, I'm yeah. about to go where a ton of people have gone before. And yeah, then he goes to a, kiss her lifeless body. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, I know. So, yeah, <laughs> this movie, could, even the two hour could use some snipping. Yeah, it's it's mo it's the penny stuff though that I think is the um the slowest for me, I guess, even in the in the two hour version. I just yeah. wish the movie had gone a little a little quicker and just focused on the band. It should have uh, focused you you're right, it should have focused on the band and him. And yeah. Penny should have been a secondary character and instead they try and cram her down our throats and be like, She's a main character. 
and we're gonna oh. do it no matter what. And it's just how like, much nah. of the band aids do you guys experience in the two hour version? A best, like they're a they're like a the primary group and the Anna Paquin yeah. and stuff. They're always around doing stuff. Yeah, but, but there's very very mild, very limited. Yeah. Uh, they don't have arcs. It's so hard to speak of being the first time you see you see the wrong one. The same thing happened to me with Apocalypse Now. I'd never seen yeah. it. And I bought the Redux oh, out of one of those bargain oh bins. And, yeah. uh, and watched that. That was the first experience I'd ever had That's with upsetting. it. It's very upsetting. Not to me at the time. I loved it, right? I, I really st- wish I'd, you could see the I'll still watch version. it if I'm in the right mind. I mean, it's too soon now, but we'll watch a two-hour version. It's it, It'll be much, much better. Like, what did you think of the 45, extra 45 minute version then? Like, on a whole? I mean, I don't, are you asking me to finalize the episode? No, no, it's too soon, I guess, but. So, I'll tell you what, like, I love the rock stuff. I love the road stuff. Um, Yeah. Like, acting and stuff aside, which I found the acting to all be super adequate at the minimum. And the only reason it's even that low of an average might be because of William. Um, the rest of it's great. The characters are great. The casting is fucking money. But the thing for me that like catches that special vibe of me is seeing the road. The road is always like, like this fantasy. Do you know what I mean? Like the fucking Elysian fields, right? Like that's like the place where you, where you want to be at the end of the day is like traveling in this wildness and this circus and, and the, the craziness of the performances, right? And yep. I think that this uh, movie does that really well without going too far and like turning it into that entourage. It's that, thing, where it's that exact thing. Yeah, well, it's that ex- it's that exact thing you're talking about that I'm trying to steal right now for something I'm writing. I'm trying to like steal whatever that you're talking about and and putting that into something of mine. I love that about this too. It's great. Like, why would I not want to make a movie like that? It's, like, so fun. And there's a journey. And totally. you're going places. And, and I so, think that like, I'm tone is, that. is a advanced level of writing to be able to capture that type of, like, Yeah, and I'm, like, reading balance. his script and stuff, too, and trying to see how he, like, interlaces it in. I really love all of that stuff. That is my favorite stuff, too. And, I mean, some of my favorite stuff, actually, is in the beginning with the mother and Francis. Francis is perfect in this like from beginning to end oh I she's love awesome her. every line she says is hilarious i love when she she berates him on the phone and then like freaks him out <laughs> i love that they show up they actually go they have the balls the writer has the balls to show her freak someone out instead of it just be like a throwaway joke because <clears throat> he that that's a great scene yeah between him and her on the phone and uh, then they do the they do the thing with the arms around each other before they go out, and then he looks at Will and he's like, "Mom, freak me out." <laughs> yeah. And then I think he puts out his hand. He's like so understanding and just like his mother as well, which I like. He puts his hand on uh, his shoulder and he says, "She means well," or something like that. He tries to calm him down. He's like very motherly and stuff too. I um, the writing is really good with uh, his character even though sometimes the performance isn't there, his character's writing is really, really good. I think uh, I think most of the characters' writing is quite good, actually. They're all characterized very well. Like, there's, yeah. no, one, there's no one that I find to be 
an exaggeration or a counterfeit. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone seems to be a sincere characterization of the place that they're intended to hold where like sometimes that breaks the movie, but they seem to have that gel to it. I like the sister too. The and sister's uh, awesome. Like yeah. that sister, man, like this is, this is the type of person you want to get to you when you're young is the type of person that leaves you like a bunch of the records yeah, and, yeah. and like a little scene. note being like, like this particular thing will send you, do you know what I mean? To new places of understanding and thought. And like that from a person of like, you know, of like authority, like his sister, like you would look up to that person. So, I mean, you could see where his love went, right? The music's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I thought, I thought like all that character building stuff worked really, really well to show why he was so passionate about it. Um, which is, yeah, I agree that, that like that and the music's the best, the best part of things. Um, for sure. In fact, I wish some of the time that we end up spending with the band-aids, I wish we could have spent a bit more time with the band so that we could see a bit more of what they ended up all confessing to on the plane. Yeah. Well, just just so just so we'd get like a bit a bit of a better dynamic because like the one thing the one thing that ends up getting said about um about Billy Crudup's character is uh like how everyone was always focusing on him. Um, <laughs> the t-shirt scene. The t-shirt scene does does support that yes, but we don't. There's like that's the it's only example. The it's one of the where best I see scenes. that happening. Well, yeah, it's also he's so he's he is a very good looking guy. So, I mean, they're just, they're kind of just basing how everyone else looks in him. They're, a lot of the joke is just in that. They're, they're not doing a lot of setup, like you said, with that. Do you know how, at, least not, at least not a two-hour version, they don't. Do you know how no. crazy it is that you would put, like, that guy doesn't sing at all. He's just a guitarist. He's the lead guitarist. He's a backup the singer. The lead too, yeah. singer... The lead singer is browned out in the background, and that guitarist yeah. is in the front. I don't think I've seen that ever. Right? No, <laughs> and he's and I love even on a Primus shirt. It would never be. I, the case. I even like. I even love when he he's like, "You love this shirt. It says exactly what you wanted to say." Yeah. <laughs> And he's yeah. like, well, it speaks pretty loudly. William's <laughs> going to have that shirt forever. He'd know to stash that shit. Yeah, away. he totally he grabs it. it. That was smart. He gets called on that shit later, too, when his bag busts open and he has, like, all these keepsakes. Yeah. Oh, see? That's not in my version. It's yeah. not? No. no. Oh, there's a scene later where he's, like, got one of his bags and it breaks open. And that manager guy, um, can't remember what his name is. I know who you're talking about, though. I love the uh, manager. But he I basically looks at him and he's like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, you don't need to take everything. And he's like, well, I, I thought this was going to be like a three-week tour or whatever he says, basically, <laughs> right? Like, you know, I thought I was going to be leaving quick. But, you know, you accumulate stuff as you stay on a tour so long. And I love all that stuff where Russell gets electrocuted and then they, like, trash their room. They they trash their, lo their dressing room and they crash the bus through the gates and... I love all of that stuff. That stuff's all great. Yeah, and that's great cool. setup. Sorry, Johnny. No, I was just going to say that that stuff is all really good fun and games. Yeah. Um I wish I wish this time around it didn't feel as long as it did to me. Cuz I really wanted this movie to end at about the 90 minute mark. Man, I uh, hate to have watched it, it, my version with you then. 
It yeah. is a comedy. I mean, the good news is you it was all brand new material to you. So hopefully that would have saved a lot of it because there's so many brilliant scenes, like all of the stuff that happens at the house party. Like when he's in the room, and he's telling that kid he's real. You're real. That your house is real. And then yeah. that kid's like, you want to see me feed a rat to my snake? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like so, he's so high on, what were they giving him? Acid? They were giving him acid. acid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he does the golden God thing on the roof. And I, I love all of that stuff. That stuff about him is um, why I find that conversation with William's mother so funny. Because he's always talking about like, you know, real and what's real and all the realness. But everything he's saying is like fucking, you know, stupid platitudes and just bullshit everywhere. And then William's mother gets a hold of him on the phone and lays like some real thick realness on him. (laughs) And he gets an actual dose and he doesn't know what to fucking do with it. Do you know what I mean? Like he's kind of staggered. It's great setup, that whole part. I love that stuff. (laughs) I do like to the um, uh, when Jimmy Fallon comes in. It's it's an interesting side of the business at that time, and why they would like what would happen to uh, Dick is their um, uh, is their kind of manager played by yeah. Noah Taylor, who's who's fucking hilarious. Um, I love that. I love that he's like he like says, "Let's do this." Like I think we need to do this and all those things and stuff too. And they're like, "We're never gonna leave Dick." All that stuff like plays really well. And then yeah. they get the plane, they get the airplane and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, like anything to do with the business and the music. Yeah. And Brent, Brent was saying the road, like all that stuff is, is super cool. They did, they had, um, uh, the guitarist from Pearl Jam played the guitar tracks for this movie, um, that they ended up using and I forget who they had, uh, writing them. It was someone famous writing, doing some of the writing for these. Yeah, absolutely it was. Uh, it was a female uh, blonde. She used to date. Oh, from Hurt. Um, yeah, exactly. Nancy you Wilson. Know. Yeah, she wrote a lot of these songs. The songs sound genuine and authentic from and the good. 70s. They, they yeah. really embody the, the, the rock at that time. It's, it's, um, so, really it's so authentic. It sells them as a band. So they played as a band a bunch and then they played the rap party and they played all their songs at the rap party for the end of the movie which is really cool and sang them like they did yeah, everything did a lot played of crap. The drums like they made them into rock stars it's a huge <laughs> risk i think because you write those songs for the band to be legitimate and you put that in the movie and it doesn't hold up like it doesn't hang with the rest of the movie yeah, it can, it'll kill the legitimacy of the whole fucking movie showing their originals. It's yeah. like true that the gamble there is huge. Like, you want somebody like I'm so embarrassed I can't remember the goddamn guitarist's name. Oh, I want to say Mike something, but anyways, um, him and that that woman, Nancy Williams, I can't remember. Yeah, her name. Wilson. Wilson, sorry. No, it's all like, good. Those are two pretty big powerhouse songwriters you put that shit in the movie and have them do some originals like that's where you want to be because that's the vibe you want to have i mean you got a little bit of everything there a little bit of a scene that i would have edited out in the two-hour version and i probably would have edited out a lot of the brent version but the one big scene (laughs) i would edit out of the two-hour version is the scene between him and penny where he tells her they sold her for beer 
he's terrible in that scene. Like John said, when he has to like play anger and stuff and her reaction and stuff and her dialogue in that scene makes her seem so much less Uh, like the where she comes and tries to 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 show up with it when he's with his girlfriend and stuff's better played without that scene you take that scene out and just have her show up do you know what i mean that would have been way better because all of that was bad like and then she's like what kind of beer as she's crying like i like that's that scene just doesn't work for me anymore uh, i think that's where i would have saved time yeah. Did that work for you guys? It's just he's so bad in it too. No, it doesn't really. That's that's th- that's just an easy cut. And I we don't so. need that information. The audience knows. We saw them sell her for beer. We know already. We don't we don't we don't learn anything in that scene other than the fact that Penny clearly has no self-respect, which we already know because of what she's doing. So do we really need a scene about it? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's we, I think we, it's her adherence to her lie though, right? Like like her truth is is built off off of lies. Or at least like the but she finds that out after the suicide. Lie. No, yeah, she finds no, that out, but there is like the acceptance that they are traded and stuff like that. Her her problem with it is that she thinks that their thing is special at that moment. So when he does that that like breaks her little bit of reality, her little bit of understanding, right? But she but, still shows up then. That's what I mean. If you take that out, yeah. it's almost better. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Because then she, when she shows up, it makes more sense. Because William hasn't told her all of this and she still thinks there's a chance. Like maybe he really does love me. Like he said, he said when he was banging me, a 16-year-old girl, by the way, that he loved me. And I'd say I love him. So we love each other. That type of shit. So the fact that she's 16 is actually super relevant to the rock world of like the classic rock time. It is. It is. Because there is a number of these giant superstars. Like I believe Steven Tyler had his parents sign uh, this girl over to him. So he was the legal guardian so that they could like live together and stuff before they could get married or so that he like something about that and that's not the first one i mean ted nugent's a giant piece of shit well no and yeah. uh b- what, what's the guy that played the piano with the glasses uh jerry lee lewis elton john jerry lee lewis he he married a 15 year old yeah yeah and it was his cousin first cousin oh that's right it was his first cousin yeah so <laughs> like good double whammy on that but that's funny. what I'm saying is that that like I'm not saying that that's a good thing. That's a horrible. No, of course thing. not. But it, it but represents it was what was crazy happening present in that time. The time. Yeah, it's weird to think that that's accepted. But if you think about age throughout time, has kind of played a weird up and down. Definitely, game, definitely right? it has. Yeah, so, there's countries still where, I mean, uncivilized countries that where girls who are th- 12 or 13 get married. That's still going on. These yeah. weird t- in these weird That's kinds of parts of the world today. Horrendous. So so yeah, it makes sense. It, it's legitimate that they use that as a part of the story. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, I just found it as like a legitimate part of it. Like it's 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 stupid and it's disturbing, it's not in but taste that adds like to that. like that adds to the reality and the tonal like um, believability of of this world and these rock stars. 
is the fact and it also builds on the fact that they're like like he's not a hero this guy like he's nobody to be idolized just because they're rock stars just because they're good at like writing music that might like mean something to you doesn't mean that that person themselves is necessarily something of substance right like I think those are also like important things that the movie kind of like points out to you as well I also can't help loving the scene where where he's back on the bus and they're all mad at him still and, and they you know, start singing a tiny and they dancer. start singing yeah tiny dancer I mean I love that scene I mean that's a perfectly directed like edited you know acted scene like just, it just works it's like totally manipulative but in the best kind of way and I love the whole thing where he wants to go home and then she does the thing and then she's like you are home and then they're like singing uh, there's just something about that that's just gets me every time I see it yeah I like it because you don't know that they're hearing the music that that we as the audience are hearing until they start to sing and then you're like yeah. oh they hear yeah. it too that's a weird I like that too. A nice weird feeling. What did you think of when he grabs William though and like how angry he gets at William? He's high. I know, but and he's I like I don't like it. Like it it just their relationship like you, you always see William looking up to him and I guess I guess that um it's the first time he probably doesn't look up to him. He he sees the flaws. He starts to more, but you can obviously see Russell is into him, but then that Russell won't give him an interview. Con, I don't know creates this tension in their relationship and they never get that close it seems yeah, like he's really using him just to just to have an excuse to bang Penny I think it's his sense of control it, if he never gives him the interview he always has him I guess yeah, yeah he won't yeah. leave too yeah but I mean like so then when that like that creates like the gap between them but then at the end of the movie they're gonna be friends they're never yeah. like I don't know. This two, so the two, friendship. yeah, the, like it is a strange friendship. And then, um, I don't know. The other thing about the ending is just how it ends with him and Penny, how she gives him the kid's address, which is her way of saying, don't contact me. I don't want to hear from you. And that's fine. Cause he tried to sell her. Oh, see, I didn't take that from that at all. Didn't you? No, no, no. I took it as her, like, cause he was, you know, broken up and reaching out to say, you know, like that my life has changed this way and, you know, I want to come and see you and, you know, try to do things right. And so he's like, tell me where you live because he's going to do this big thing. And she gives him that because she really is like, like in the end, she does like project him. In the beginning, she claims she's going to like Miyagi him. And then in the end, she does Miyagi him. Like she, she directs him to do the proper thing and to like see. That's why I almost don't want her to know that they did that. And I don't want that conversation to happen between her and William. Because to me, that conversation makes her a much weaker character. Why her showing up, her showing up and getting, taking the drugs and, and almost dying is human. But like the fact that she knew like everything that was going on on behind the scenes, then cried and smiled and was and then still did it anyway. It it, it was too much. Just it it just means makes so much more sense if you don't have that scene. Yeah, it, it takes away from it. Maybe. it. It just takes away from it. 
And I'm sure in the version you watched, there's probably a bunch of st overdone stuff, no? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely areas for trimming, right? There's Well, just tell us now. Did it <laughs> Do you want me to tell you if it holds up? Yeah, we're, I think we're deep enough in. Yeah, 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 that's fine. I mean, I will say, I guess, at the end, what, what William ends up getting is his interview, and then the story ends up coming out, and... Yeah. That's what he gets out of it they, at the end. They, Not really a friendship with Russell, just that Russell makes that last bit. Russell makes amends. He he makes amends for his what what he did wrong. His he's trying to be a better person. He has an arc in the movie, so I don't know if the kid has an arc. Russell definitely does. He do, the kid I definitely think the kid does. has an arc, but it's more of like a growth of understanding. Well, yeah, because everything that characters subtly it's a coming that. of age story for him. And it's something different for Russell. It, Lester Bang, everything Lester tells him is what they what they did and, and what it ended Penny, up happening. It all ended up coming true and all his advice was bang on. So that's what that's what the journey that William goes through is from rookie Penny, to Penny has an arc too. She goes to Morocco. She remember when he said she, she was never going to go and, and it was all just bullshit. She goes to Morocco at the end by herself alone. So she has an arc too. Yeah. Brent? <laughs> well, I, 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 this movie started to blow my mind when I was watching it. And I yeah. like looked at my girlfriend as we were watching it. And I, I was like, I can't believe that I never watched this. If I had discovered <laughs> yeah. this at the time when it came out, which I don't know how it evaded me because I mean, that was smacked right in the middle of me playing so um yeah it kind of fucking blew my mind when i watched it this time i was super pumped to see it because it's like to me this is such a uh an engaged look at the road right? i'm gonna watch the extended version now by the way like maybe i'll watch it tonight after we get off <laughs> dude <laughs> i see the missing pieces I was just I so I think this movie holds up. I I bought the characters. I bought the story. I really liked the way how so at the beginning as like someone who I consider myself to be like a bit of a musical purist or like a pretentious uh music snob you could say <laughs> yeah. which yeah, might yeah. surprise nobody considering that we also do a movie podcast where we shit on things. Um I fucking loved like the engagement of the music in this too and the road that that brought you down. Ah, uh, goddamn, man. I I liked it. I liked the characters. Penny Lane is like like I'm all in on Penny Lane. I know she's 16. I didn't know she was 16. I'm guessing <laughs> she wasn't really cuz she was topless. I fucking don't need Chris Hansen she knocking like on my 22. door. <laughs> She's like 22. Thank you. I, 22. I I dig music. <laughs> I dig music. I'm on drugs. <laughs> I'm, I'm on, on drugs. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's the best, man. That is super funny. What are you doing? I'm on drugs. <laughs> I dig music, but <laughs> that seems perfect too to illustrate how he's kind of a blowhard. Like he's like mm -hmm. feigning this deepness, right? Like he's he's an amazing musician. He doesn't need to be also deep necessarily, right? Like 
Yeah. He can play and write songs and he's what? his instruments the guitar like he's never meant to been to be philosophical vocally he's philosophical audibly right so well the for me the two hour version holds up i do have problems with um some of the penny stuff the stuff i already mentioned that could go that really for some reason that really really took me out of the movie his acting and just the scene um and not a lot else though um that i had a lot of complaints with i just really enjoy watching these characters do their thing i'm just so into every character even like the the guy behind a counter at the hotel like every person in this movie somehow is interesting and the airplane scene is great (laughs) (laughs) that was supposed to be like uh the chicks are great but didn't come out right but anyways yeah holds up Oh, can I say one quick thing, John, before you go? Because there was something I was going to say and I lost my point. What I was saying, and I don't the know chicks if you guys are great. Caught, but are you going to say the chicks are great too? Uh, misaligned it. No, no, no. It was just going to be how at the beginning, like, so that's where my blowhard part about me being a musical purist was coming from, is that when Lester Bang is talking at the beginning with his advice, I'm really annoyed by that. And I don't, I'm not annoyed by it, but I don't, I don't like what he's saying and I don't believe it. I think that he's given the wrong perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be friends and give him a shit because you have to shit on everything and you have to blow. Like, I understand the need to have like some distance or whatever, but the way he was talking about it made me um, like really disagree with his perspective. But by the end, um, you really come around to his perspective. Like the movie's done a good enough job of weaving that narrative through and showing you exactly kind of i guess the narrative he was preaching yeah he was um, so that, right like he i was he was 100 percent right yeah, the yeah he's totally time. right which you don't want to believe him because you want to believe that there's a better path that this kid's gonna succeed he gets to be he gets to hang out and be part of this the awesome circus and be a wicked rock journalist right but you can't have it both ways man so yeah. plus plus to me yeah, that was really cool how it came full circle at the end with the with the you know, disliking Lester Bang, and then eventually, like the kid, you come around to realize that he's right. Sorry, John. Please continue, Johnny boy. Well, I, I really, really used to love this movie, um, and I didn't quite come in. I don't know as as it got around to the ninety minute mark, and I looked, and there was still half an hour to go. I was like, kind of rolling my eyes. I watched this a little late, so I could have just been a bit tired. Um, but I don't know, something stuck with me about the length just because the rest of the movie that I really, really love, um, which like for the fifth time I've already said is the, anything with the music, with being with the band on the road, anything with the business of music at that time. And then the live music shit and the kid's job and his writing all good. So like for that reason, by the time it's done, um, I'd say we're, we're going to say that this movie is a hold up, but I just... Maybe it's all of the Penny Lane or some of the Penny Lane stuff. Um, just it's, it's so funny to me too what you're saying because when you see him lay down on that bed, he's like, "Just get me to my bed," and then she like blocks the mom, and you see you're you are exhausted as well. Yeah, like oh, that looks so nice. I want to lay down. Too. Yeah, kind <laughs> like, of. Shit, this has been a long ride, but yeah. but I can't imagine two forty five. Holy shit. Yeah, that, I think that would have been really bad. I was not. I was. Not, I'm checking it out. I, I gotta be honest. I'm I mean, so but curious out of the, now. Out of the three of us, I'm the one that doesn't mind 
that's the true. longer, that's slower. True. I'm glad ride. you liked it. I'm glad you liked it because I've always this has always been a. I knew one Brent of my Wood. Favorites. I knew Brent Wood just because the the mu- This is like one of the best music parts of any movie that has a band doing things. This is one of the best ones there is for that. Yeah, because it's damn. It really it's is. cool enough, but it's flawed enough. Yeah. Um, like the, when they he gets shocked by the mic, like that—that's all crazy and could totally happen. And the I like the that they—they they are cool, but they think they're cooler than they are, and there's that kind of vibe to it. So it makes them real, and and that's so fun. So <laughs> here's something about how cool they are. Did you know? Here's a did you know? Did you know Jason Lee <laughs> is actually like a pro skateboarder or used to be? Yes, I thought I, I knew I thought I knew something about that. Yeah. I've seen his video parts and like blind videos and stuff. Like he's like an older school skater, so it's not like he's doing the shit that kids are doing now. Yeah. But he's like he's a legit skater, man. Like and I've seen videos of him like as a more mature dude skating still. Still got chops. I, j- I think Jason, that's just a little note because I think Jason Lee's like one of the cool dudes. He's uh, he's fucking like multi talented and just seems like super laid back show. and interesting. Yeah. I wasn't Which a big show? fan of his. his uh, oh, The Earl? Like, yeah. Oh, I like that show. There's some of it was okay. I watched some of it. Crab Man. Uh, yeah. But there you go. So Good dead air. That's it. Three hold up. So almost famous. Got something for everybody. It's got some rock stars, got some naked ladies, uh, and some good music. So there you go. Uh, what else do you need in a movie, right? Just right. Well, we need to find ourselves a sub two hour movie. Uh, and I think the two next movies we have coming up will fit that bill. Um, it's coming up to. Like I said, could be one of our last Stanley Kubrick movies ever. Full Metal Jacket. Which I thought Jesus. was wicked freaking long, but it's under two. So It's That's under good two. News. It is good news. Yeah. Holy and then shit. right around Stanley. right around time the first weekend in May, we're gonna do Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which should be a fun one to do. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. So that's what we got. So take that away. Shove it in your pipe. Happy Easter, everybody. Let's celebrate a whole bunch of weird things with chocolate bunnies. Colin, <laughs> yeah, let's do dancing. that. The best, best part of this weekend is the chocolate. Yeah, so, Jesus died so you could have a chocolate rabbit. That shit that's right. chocolate eggs also. Get it, or India. Or toys or shirts. Chocolate raisins. <laughs> and it's the only thing chocolate raisins are good for is rabbit shit. Yeah. Chocolate rabbit shit. Why does it taste like chewed plants, though? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding, sorry. Right on. Well, be back at you with Full Metal Jacket next time. <laughs> we out. Thanks for listening, everybody. It was great to have you. Come back next time and as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.